for the end game 2021 our second podcast of the year hey good morning dominic how you doing today brother good morning i'm doing great bro thank you I'm doing good out on our trailer that we were going to talk about marriage in 2021 and what the challenges are so i think we just you know we know that we got a uh, family commitment so we can get into that in the discussion uh but with that man i'd like to just open it up to you and and, and your thoughts on on marriage in 2020-21 we got to just take it from there brother you know uh wow marriage is uh in my personal experience uh therefore i'm, I'm, I'm dropping my opinion here i believe marriage is your second biggest uh, decision in your life, man. And I, and I mean that wholeheartedly, it, you know, because obviously marriage is, is family, which eventually leads to children. If both participants have the ability to uh, conceive a child. So you're talking about a lineage here where we're establishing here between two people, a man and a woman. And, will eventually have children and this is your lineage and it's it's so important man marriage is your second like i said your second biggest decision that you'll ever make in your life your first one is your covenant with god your relationship with god but two is marriage and let me give you a heads up real quick too and there's a flip side to that right because in america a lot of marriages in in a divorce it's a high you know it's a high rate regarding uh, divorce here in America. And I, I'm here to tell you that a lot of men and women, but in particular men, because how the system set up for them, or should I say against them, a lot of men do not make it back from their first marriage, whether psychologically, emotionally, you know, or financially, possibly all three. So you become a jaded person if you do not make the correct decision. I said the correct decision. So marriage is huge, man. It's huge. It's uh, it's a bond, obviously number one between you know between God and and your and your and your home, your spouse. So it's imperative that you hit the mark because because the majority of American men do not make it back from that first marriage. They just do not. The covenant, and you talk about the biggest decision that you make. I think. You know, from what I observed through my friends and my peers and my family is that a successful marriage, one, starts with a relationship with God, as you said. But secondly, to be to be either led or followed. And there's an ebb and flow to that, right? There's sometimes when you lead from the front and then there's sometimes when you lead from a position uh, that is. You can still influence the leadership and good leadership, good decision making is always recognized when it's with, done with a clear, a clear heart. So what I found is that if, if the man is taking his right responsibility as the, the father and as the husband, a husband first and a father second, generally that is that is the standard for a good relationship. Let me tell you why. Anyone that I've ever came across that's that's broken or jaded because of a relationship, if I were to go back in time, I could probably find an example of a poor marriage in their life that they experience the detriment of that bad relationship, or they have 
standard because of what they saw in their home. They tried to duplicate it and they didn't choose the right partner and they didn't have the same outcome that maybe their parents had or their grandparents had. Because when you look at a person who's successful and a person who's well-adjusted, there's always going to be a level of stability in their life growing up. There's always going to be a rock. Now, that is a microcosm of stability that God provides in your life. It's, it, it's not an accident. If you have God as a focus and he's stable in your life and you're going to him for everything that you need and get guidance on that and pray on that, then when you apply that into your relationship, our children and then children that are well-adjusted and able to process and then lean on their faith more so than what the social media says, more so than what the media says, and then even common culture. Link to most broken people to a broken relationship. And within that broken relationship, there's a high propensity that there's an absence of faith inside the relationship that was the biggest influence in their life growing up. No, 100%. And you, you, you hit a, you had a, you had made a point with obviously relying on God and so on and so forth. Let me tell you something. Opposites do not attract. That is fake news. I don't know where that came from, but it's fake news, dude. If you are have a relationship with God or you just you seen your family, like you have both parents in your home, you've been blessed to have that privilege and you've seen what a marriage is able, how it's able to survive. And you 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 for whatever reason, you fall in love or you think you're in love with this other person, whether male or female, and they don't come from that background. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, man, you can't make that person believe what you believe. You cannot. You cannot expect them to have your 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 found your foundation like you have, you know. And I'm telling you, if if they don't come from that, it's it, you're not. It's not going to happen, man. It's not going to. They're not going to come from your upbringing and your understanding that what marriage really means and what it what it's about, you know. And, and in social media, with social media day, we can meet you know hundreds of people within a week you know, online. And, and obviously lust is huge. What, what someone, how they present themselves online and in person is huge. But what's their parents like? Do they have a foundation? No, they don't. Okay. Okay. All right. Is that a knock? Uh, you know, you tell me. So how's this person thinking, you know, and, and that takes some time to know that that takes some time to know that. So it's, it's, it's imperative. You, you, so what I'm trying to tell you is if somebody does not fit that description, you cannot make that person fit that part, you know, and you and, and it's going to crush you. Whether you're a male or a female, when hard times come and that person who doesn't have that background, let alone relationship with God and believing that God is the almighty regarding your marriage, bro, what, what do you think is going to happen, man? Nothing good comes from this, brother. And then let's say you have children with this person. So you you cut ties. So you got a household who doesn't follow the faith, is not partaking in the faith. You know what I'm saying? And, and there's nothing you can do about that, brother. There's not because obviously that other spouse has their rights because they're, the, they're the other parent. You see what I'm talking about? That's why marriage is the second most important decision you can make in your life, bro. And, and I'm telling you right now, look it up. The majority of American men will not recover, will not recover. 
you know, and just it's just the way it is. And then in some states, it's permanent. You know, in California, you have what they call the death penalty. That's the 10 year mark. You call it U.S. Coast cats know what I'm talking about. You get married, at, you stay along with that person you're not in love with and it's not rolling right. And you're beyond that 10 year mark. You know the deal. Pick up the tab for the rest of your life, bro. You got that tab. You're on you're on the hook. It's like uh, it's like getting your security from the mafia. You're in it forever. You know, <laughs> you, you, you can't you, you can't you can't exit that. You know, the, the other thing is what I've seen is, you know, for, for right, the, the level of effort we put into our marriage, uh, you know, we put into it and the sacrifice that we put into it uh, and, and the, the due diligence that we put in into the marriage, it has to be a priority. The, the challenge that I've had personally, the challenge when I look around my contemporaries is that men are, are, are really quick to be able to put their passion and their life ahead of their marriage. Generally, their occupation, generally the work they do, uh, because what it does is it creates a, a, a greater bond at work than it does. Right. And I've experienced that before. You know, you and I both have life history uh, with 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 marriage and divorce. And I can tell you from my perspective, I put more energy into my my work, my life's craft than I did in any relationship until I met my wife, Tina. And that changed for me to be able to put, that is the first time I've ever put anybody first in my thoughts. In the, in the military for 28 years, I can tell you with a clear conscience, a clear conscience, that 22, 23, 24, the first 23 years for sure, on the earth <laughs> they got all my loyalty i left i enjoy time with family i enjoy time seeing my friends but my social network was confounded to the navy and the marine corps and that was it i didn't i don't i don't have any zero 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 any civilian friends until i retired from the navy five years ago none people proxy to my family or to someone I serve with. I, I never met a full on, you know, 15 round magazine civilian that was a friend of mine until I retired. And, and to me, I know that that was the downfall of every decision I made because I put an organization ahead of real life relationship. And what I've learned now on this side is that I put more things into my wife and my children than I do what I like for my own personal preference. Like in terms of, I have no priority above them as I did in the Navy, because the Navy was my priority. And now, and the good example of that is our goal yesterday, and I wanted, that's what I wanted to mention, I didn't want to do it before we talked on the podcast was, we were supposed to do this yesterday, right? And what happened, you and I, we worked our schedules and then something, and then you'll go, hey, this is what happened. I can't do it right now. What's going on with you later? And I was like, well, this is what I got going on in my house. And you're like, Roger. And then I said, I'm good now. What do you got? You go, I got stuff going on in my house. And then we said, okay, 
let's do it in the morning. That making you, making my home a priority and making the end game below the family priority, which we still want to deliver a product and have conversations for people that are listening. But at the end of the day, I can't sit here in good faith and say, let me tell you about my experience and, and what works in a marriage from my life if I'm putting a podcast before my family. And I, how we schedule this is the exact right methodology to surviving the divorce, surviving angst in the house. You make plans with your wife and those plans change, you gotta roll with the punches, that's your wife. You gotta, you gotta ride with your wife. You got, you gotta make sure that you're supporting her and making her happy. Even if it's like, you know what? I really don't feel like walking through Trader's Village right now. It's like 93 degrees out here, but my wife has a passion because she's looking for this one particular thing, right? Same thing with, with your spouse. Like you may not want to be out there in the garden, but you know what though? The fruits of the labor, right? You, you read what you sow. And when True. you see that, on your table you're like wow like okay maybe i wasn't feeling that that cultivation about three months ago but right now when i look at the the, the my wife's face when she's able to feed my family something that she grew with her hands now you've invested so now when you go hey 8 30 i'm going to get up and do end game with my boy heidi's like yeah just what's as soon as you're done this is what we're going to do and you're like roger got it right so i've learned is that if you keep them a priority over our own ego because men have strong egos and we love to be part of something bigger than ourselves. But if we really thought about it, the biggest thing we could be part of is our home and our relationship with our wife and our children. No, 100%, man. I, yeah, it's, it's, and you know what? For individuals to understand that, man, they really have to like really know themselves, man. Know my strengths, know my weaknesses and know what my spouse, like what her strengths, what her weaknesses. You could read all the books you want, bro. You could read the, what is it? The five languages of love. You could watch Dr. Veil religiously if you want. You can hear all that and recite all that. If you don't believe it, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? If you do not believe that, hey, you know what? She makes me a better person. She helps me and motivates me to become a better person. And, and that's what that's so huge in a marriage. Like, you know, you see things like, like, I'm going to tell you, not all men have it in them to obey and honor the covenant of marriage. In other words, stick to one woman and one woman only. And I'm here to tell you also, not every woman is a natural nourisher, bro. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that they may be able to do it for a season. But you're talking for a lifespan with their husband and with their children, bro. Not all women can hold that ground to be a natural nurturer for the kids and the husband. So that's why it's imperative you do your homework on their background, on their history, because you can't make something that's not something in regards, you know what I mean? Like you just can't, you can't, you just, it's not going to happen. Even though, and let me tell you, in your 20s, when we're in our 20s, Bro, we feel like as a man, we can take on the world, bro. Foolish, beyond foolish, but just ego. Here we go. We just mentioned the ego piece. But in your in our in my twenties, I feel like I can do anything. Like, and and, and if I burn, I'll burn. I, I could take it on. That's 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 not that's not wise, brother. That is not wise at all, because you're never gonna get your twenties back. 
You know, I know you. we've always hear this, hey, you're going to learn in your 20s, make your mistakes in your 20s. Fake news, bro. Fake news. Make Take calculated risk. Take precision action. Because like I said, a lot of men do not recover from that marriage, from that first marriage, man, due to whatever circumstances, what we put ourselves in or what you were put in regards to your spouse, whatever the case may be. But it's imperative, you know, your spouse before you get married inside out, man. It's it's the second most the biggest decision in your life. It really is, man. And, and to have a woman that is conscious of, of what you're conscious about. In other words, what you're believing and how to raise children and how you want to live, bro. That's huge, man, because now we can move together. We can move a household together. When you don't, when you think opposites attract and you feel like you can work with somebody who doesn't share your beliefs, I'm not even talking about God. I'm talking about what how a, a family should be raised and when hard times come upon you, you still stick it out and push forward. That's a hard pill to swallow, bro. That's a hard train to move when it's when when you guys are going in different directions. Our life with our peers, we see someone who's like phenomenal at phenomenal in their job, and they have this set of value system that they do. And then, in like you, you'll find those young and even elder states people in the military and in the civilian world, like their spouse is the complete opposite value system of who they are right like i always used to go i, I would always see like a uh you know I, I call them a 10 right it would be like a, a a tall uh fit marine that looked like a one and then you also at the uh at the exchange or the commissary and their their wife looked like a zero you know like she could fight tyson literally like she she was in the weight class like 225 54 and that lifestyle is completely the antithesis of what that Marine's living. That Marine is up at six in the morning. He's doing the daily seven. He's running his high, low course. He's coming back. He's going to the grass week. Then he's going to the pot shack. He gets some, get some training. Then he's breaking for chow. Then he's waiting in the barracks. You know, even though he don't live in the barracks, he got to hang out in the barracks to wait for 1600 green on green tomorrow. Zero six. He's done all this. And then when the, the spouse is eating Takis, hot Cheetos, drinking Mountain Dew, leaded style, not exercising, just, just, and you see it on the other side. I've seen women that were like super motivated, fit. Maybe they were at boot camp. Maybe they were on the drill field. And then their spouse, when they brought them to an event, you're like, yo, like, what's up with this dude, right? It doesn't work. And I guarantee you, 10, 15 years later, they're not, it's such a, it's such a bifurcated mindset and thought process. And that has nothing to do with the military. That has to do with if you're a business person. And you own your own business and your spouse isn't equally committed to your business that relationship's not going to work it's not going to work and your spouse is not able to understand that there has to be a division between work and being at home relationship's not going to work it's continual trying to find someone with common ground and it doesn't mean you got to think exactly the same but it means that you both have to be equal in your yoke for conversation like you may say school clothes and you're like well you know what um i think the budget for school clothes should be xyz and then the spouse may say well i'm thinking this because xyz you go you know what let's take a hybrid of that that's dialogue that's common and that's a small issue school clothes but we, we're talking add-ons to the home 
We're talking purchasing a new vehicle. We're talking what does our retirement posture want to look like? Those are those are those are strong, huge questions that require answers that need collaboration collaboration. Because I will tell you something. Everything that I'm not good at, and there's that's where I come in. And when we put that together and relationship, every problem will make well, we will move through the problem together as a unit, as a group, and we will come out on the other side, tested, tried and true better for it. Because either we've given it to God to solve or we've given God to God to ask us, help us to get through it. And he's done that many times in our relationship. To check their ego at the door. And I would say for men, that's harder. But for them to let things of the past go. So then they're of memories and then you have an ego that's, and, and we've all lived that out in some capacity. Like you said, not all, all women are nurturers, not all are designed to put their kids before themselves. Some women else before their kids, before their spouse that all the time. But when women do it, it becomes like, let me give you a good example of that. Like a man and a woman together and they go their own ways. They have children together. And you're like, what's up, big dog? He's like, yeah, man, I got a divorce about a year ago. Like, oh, you have any kids? Yeah, I got kids. What do you got? I got a, I got a, I got two daughters. How old are they? They're eight and nine. They live with their mom. Okay. Roger that. And she's been divorced and she's got two kids that are eight and nine. Oh, where are your, you know, how are your kids? Where do, you know, do they, do they go to school here? Here they're like, oh, they don't stay with me. They stay with their father. Think as soon as you hear that a mother doesn't have custody of their kids. What, what, what goes through my mind? I mean, honestly, there could, there could be many things, but the truth of the fact is, is the mom doesn't necessarily want them because the system is made to set them up for success, to have the children. In order for the mom not to partake in raising their children, bro, you have either she just, you know, pops smoke, in other words, just lets go without having to go through the court system or the court system deems her unfit to be a parent. So, I mean, that's the only way I see this, brother. That's the, and actually that's the only way it will go down. The system sees you unfit or you don't want to be a part of it, period. Oh, that's kind of the, the standard, you know, mom's got the kids, dad's got his weekends. He's got his every other summer. He's got his every other Christmas. It's baked into the sauce, like you said. So the standard, however, absent parent, you are an absent parent credit or less credit if you're an absent father or absent mother society looks at it differently why because it's more rare as you said because the legal system is designed to lean like 65 percent towards towards the mother and in most cases that's probably accurate that's yes. probably accurate that's probably accurate uh and and for, for for men that have relationships that fail in marriage with children even without children there's a high propensity like you said that you may never recover emotionally psychologically and certain financially. I mean, in order for you to to have to pay out money monthly 
for a short amount of time, an intermediate amount of time, or the rest of your life, in order to offset in that in your home to live comfortably to overcome and i know people that have done it i know people that haven't done it but you're automatically if if, if you're a, a, a guy who's been divorced and you got kids and and if you're from california you're probably paying spousal support if you went over the 10-year mark right the, the, the funnel of death as we call it bro you're automatically like if you make seventy-five thousand a year you're automatically starting off i make i make 40. Like you're make, you're taking this amount off. Like you're giving 30 to take care of your kids, to pay whatever the court system tells you. Think about that. Like, what would it like to be a supervisor? Like, I don't know, like pick Costco, like you're a shift manager, you got 70 employees, you're making 75 grand a month. You have all this responsibility in people's minds, you should have this standard of living, but you're bringing really 40 grand home. In the military, you, as you, you have your retirement check, you have, there's VA disability. There's a lot of different avenues. If you're truly, really disabled while on active duty, you have the ability to draw social security in a, in a modified percentage, et cetera, et cetera. And in the military, we're probably more poised to be able to have some survivability to that. But if, IT, if I worked at Target as a manager and I'm making a hundred grand and I got to kick out 40 out of the gate, that means job and I'm living off $60,000. Now you created that situation because we're going to go back to what you said in the beginning of the podcast, choose your mate. We had, we had a saying in the Navy, you choose your rate, you choose your fate. Hey, I'm going to flip it. You choose your mate, you choose your fate. <laughs> no, it's true. You made a bad choice. You could take, you know, a hundred thousand dollar job and you got to pay the rear view mirror 40 grand a year. Hey, you're, you're making just as much as your, your shift supervisor at, as, but you're doing a hundred grand worth of effort and you have to factor all that in because you can't go back in time and repick your, your spouse. And that's for men and women. That's for men and women. Don't pick a dude that if you go, well, you know, I got to pay for everything. This dude lives with his mom, but he's got rims on his car. I can, oh, you're not changing that. You're not changing. No, you're not. He goes bad. He goes back to his mom. That's that dude. can't fix them. You have to find someone that you don't have to be perfectly aligned when you meet because there's a lot of values that kind of trend and grow in every season of your life. Hey, but you both got to be headed north. You can't yes. go north. You, I can't want to go north and you want to go south. That ain't, we're never going to meet. Be trending. I'm going north. You're going northwest. Hey, we can close the gap. You know, we can, we can, we can work to that if we, if we put God as, as center. But you have to be very careful, like you said, and who you choose, because then, like you said, now I'm disenfranchised. Now I'm bitter. Like, say I get a divorce, I got to pay forty grand, and now there's dudes that say I'm never getting married again. I'm never getting married again. Like I'm getting juiced. Like she's getting this, and she's not doing what I need. My kid needs shoes. Like everyone likes to poke holes in that. But you pick that. So I understand where men will be like, I'm not getting ever married again. I'm not doing that because I, I already gave up half. I'm giving up forty percent of my check. If I get married again and that goes south, and then I get to give another 20, 30%. That's what bad choices. 
asking because we know that men without a woman, a good woman in their life, they hardly ever go to the doctor. It is higher when you're married to a good woman because she's going to stay on you. Go to your doctor. Did you make your appointment? Did you take your medication? Did you do this? Did you do that? You have a person to help you process life. And then on the flip side of that, when things are difficult, help you get through that. That We're not here to do everything a woman's meant to do. We're here to do everything they can do and it's vice versa. You're not. No, no, you're right. And that's why it just really, it's imperative. The sooner as a young man that we were at one time, the sooner you know who you are and know what you want, the better off you are, man. That's why it's, it's imperative. It's imperative as young men, we understand where we stand, whether it's 20, 21 years old and where we want to go. And if your spouse is not on that, is not on that plan of attack regarding what their life, like, Hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I, I'm going to do. We're going to have problems, man. We're going to have problems. You can only carry somebody for so long. Now, obviously there's, when you're married, you know, in sickness and health, that's real. You know what I mean? That that's real. But like I said, you may recite that. She may recite that, but you're going to find out if they believe it or not. You're going to find out if they believe it or not. And let's, let's, let's take it this far. Let's say in the marriage, somebody breaks the covenant in regards to cheating. Let me tell you something, man. We are incapable. Let me, and I will repeat this. We are incapable of accepting that and moving on like nothing happened. You are incapable by yourself of doing that. You, you're going to need counseling, in particular, God's hand on you to forgive that. If you want to forgive it, if you want to forgive it, if you don't want to forgive it, then you don't want to forgive it. Your actions will tell later. You may, you know, return the favor or you may file paperwork. That's your prerogative. That's your right. But if somebody breaks the covenant, I'm here to tell you now you are incapable of accepting that and moving that moving on. By yourself you're gonna need deep counseling and you're gonna need really a walk with god to, to to let that go because it could easily flare up you may be good enough to hold the line for let's say four years let's say five years like you forget but you get into a heavy argument stuff starts flying out the handles people start disrespecting each other guess what's going to come back to play what he or shit he or she did five years ago you know what I'm saying? You are incapable of keeping that down. You may hold that down only for a season, only for a season. And then your actions are going to take place when that comes up. You're probably going to return the favor. Who who knows? And here we are. We got five years, six years built up of when this was when this took place. And you truly, truly haven't moved on from it. But guess what? That five year mark, you surpassed the 10 year marriage mark. Here we go, dog. We go. We, you know what I'm saying? It's imperative. You know who you are and you know what you want to do. If you feel like you can't hold the line, even with God, you feel like you can't, like, God, I just can't do this, God. You know, I can't do this. Then, then counter and file, counter and file and move on. And it's your right to do that. It, even as a Christian, it, you can forgive. You can forgive. People do it. You, they can't. Yes, people do forgive and move on. That. I know family like this. It, it's it's true. Church, people in the church, absolutely. 
Yet, if you can't do it, brother, you can't do it, man. And it's hard. It's hard to 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 swallow that pill and move on because something could easily, you know, like I said, bring that back up from the past, you know. And then you got you got this jaded spirit. You got you 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 know. It's just it's it's oh man to live. Like I said, in your twenties, you can handle a lot. Talk to me in your forties. Talk to me in your fifties if you're still living with someone who disrespects you. Let me know how. Let me know how that feels. And if they're still disrespecting you in your forties and fifties, let me know how that feels. Can't do it, bro. Can't back that campaign. I can't back that campaign, brother. Like I said, in your twenties, you can do a lot. You can put up with a lot. But as we get older, it tastes different. It tastes different. Go ahead, brother. You feel like you have this infinite amount of time, and and you feel like you can fight through everything. And and what you said about having God as that centerpiece and be able to forgive, I will even back that up farther. Anytime you've been hurt, this else having power over you, whether it's financially, physically, sexually, whatever the case may be, without God, you'll never be able to process through any of those things. And a lot of the reasons you see high levels of dysfunction and mental is because it's unresolved hurt and pain, right? Yes. As, as people know that I was in addiction medicine for a number of years, hey, here's what I know, hurt people hurt people. That, that have been hurt in relationships, they duplicate that. They don't either, uh, right? And that's how you become victims advocates that were former victims. That's how you become counselors because you were a benefactor of counselor because they're 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 enlightened and they're motivated by that so then they want to gravitate and they want to be able to pay it forward what uh was done for them or they duplicate that right they duplicate that so you let me give you an example like if you have a you have family member extended family cousins aunts uncles you if, if they're living off the grid and them in a prior life is going to influence not make the same mistakes they made because we've all seen like in our families patriarchal men had a lot of influence power a lot of charisma and they were living off the grid and then as soon as they start doing what they need to be doing there's a around them anymore I gravitate towards that because I've seen people in my life that their father was one way and they are completely opposite. Bad way. Where their dad was legit and then they grew up and they're just off the rails. Or their dad was off the rails and they live their life by the numbers. I've seen it both ways. So my point to that is as as men, as fathers, as as husbands, your example is either something to do or not to do. It's a model behavior for your for your kids, and we'll get into kids next week. But what you do, they run from it. Now, what do you want to be modeled, or do you want to be the example of what not to do? Right? We all heard this thing. Hey, there's a good leadership and bad leadership. You can learn from both. From good leadership, you do what they did. From bad leadership, you know not to do whatever they did. Yes. As a as a, as a man. 
And it's not always easy. And when you do model those good things and your wife is respectful and taking care of business in the home, in the marriage, some people may even attack women for that behavior. Oh, you're being subservient. Oh, you know, this isn't 1920 anymore. But let me tell you something. I provide family. family and all other assets and some of those assets as well. It isn't one's better than the other. It's we take my strength, her strength, we put them together. And when we do that, it hides my weaknesses and it hides her weaknesses. And there's no, there's no, I won, you won. It's we win. It's yes. Yes. Like people go, Oh, I don't know why you're fighting your spouse because you're really fighting yourself. If you think about it, if you and your spouse are aligned, when you're fighting your spouse, you're generally fighting for the same thing, just in a different fashion. You're just passionate about something. So yes. you ha you realize that when, when you stop fighting your wife, you actually stop fighting yourself. And men have a hard time with that. And women, their, their thing is, well, I want you to understand why. I used to say either process or product. You either tell me what you want or you tell me how to do it, but you can't do both, right? Right. In a marriage, like, are we looking for the process or the product? Well, it depends because sometimes it's the process that helps us raise kids better. But at the end of the day, it's really the product. And we have to be able to ebb and flow from that as husbands and wives and marriages, process or product. And that's if you take your ego out of it, you correct as a family and not try to be right as a man because that's the difference. Correct as a family and right as a man. Do you want to win the argument or do you want to build a strong home? Because sometimes you don't have to win the argument to have a strong home. And as men, that's our ego. Oh, well, you're not going to say this because I know I'm smarter than you about this. You know what? It's not about being smarter or less smart. It's about winning as a family. And as soon as you put that, I, I will tell you, the ego of trying to always be right or the ego of trying to always influence every situation, sometimes you just got to cash out, bro, and just hey, the wife wants to do this. Hey, just go do it. And it's not being because you're less of a man. It makes you more of a man. It does. It makes you more of a team player, which is the team is your is your marriage. No, man, it, you're right, man. And it just, it, you know, it begins at the foundation of the beliefs, the belief system between both people, you know. And I know for young Americans, you know, social media can be, Bro, it could be your God. You know, you, you you have your phone, you're streaming things. I mean, there's some hardcore content out there, bro, that that would been on that would have been on Pornhub in the 80s, bro, if, if there was an internet in the 80s. I mean, the content on some of these cable stations and these streaming devices, bro, I would have never seen it in the 90s. I would have had to pick up a magazine, bro. You know, you know, ask a dude that was 18 to buy me this magazine. You know, so what these young American men are, and women are seeing, it's if you don't have that foundation, right, you let society be your foundation. And that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. That's why it's imperative you know these people's backgrounds. Because if they don't have that foundation in that house, how are you expecting it to bring for them to bring it to your home? And you can't carry it alone, brother. You cannot do it. I know in your 20s, you think you can. You're going to play yourself, bro. You're going to play yourself. And this for both people. If we, if you in regards to 
and I'll put it this way, bro. Um, if you are holding a sexual relationship up here, I'm here to tell you, man, it's, it's, that's, that, that's no bueno, you know, because the truth of the fact is every woman, every woman has what they have and every man has what they have. Right. And if we're putting this at the top of the food chain and with regards to relationship, bro, you're behind the eight ball in life, man. I'm telling you that right now you're behind the eight ball. You know, that's the, that's, that's down here regarding that. I, I want to know somebody's integrity. I want to know somebody's moral moral uh, foundation with with God and how they saw their family and what they were, you know, obviously exposed to in their household. And I want to know this person, how this person feels about relationships, about a real life covenant with their spouse, you know. And if you hold sex in a high regard, bro. That's 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 gonna be a problem. I'm here to tell you right now, man. Because um, I've been a, I've been a young man before. If you have the discipline, if you can have the discipline regarding to seeing sex for what it is for a, for a, a, a certain amount of time and not all time, and regarding not putting this constantly in your life and like the way we have the streaming devices, sex is constantly like just being bam, bam, bam. If you can have the discipline. Right. And say like that's only for a season in regards to a moment in time. But I still have other things to attend to that are more paramount. You're cooking, bro. You're cooking. But if you don't see it that way, women can control you and men can control you, too, with the tools they have. And you can be held in bondage, dude, like straight up bondage. And that's a fact. That's a fact that so many people haven't realized and they're living it today. It's on even keel. You know, you have to have the relationship with God. You got to have the relationship together. You have to have common goals. You have to have common discipline. That's just one element, the physical element. There's so much more because the other elements will influence you way more than the physical, but the physical could take you out and not even give you a chance to experience the other things, right? Uh, great to the, uh, to the to the end of, of the discussion. I think we talked a lot about putting a priority in your relationship with God and your marriage. Because if I if I show you a marriage without God, I'll show you a marriage that's dysfunctional and it's not going to last, or it's unhealthy. And then it just everybody just gets hurt. Uh, polygenerational uh, influences. If you have God centered, doesn't mean your marriage is perfect, but it means you have a covenant that's going to help you get through it. It's kind of like having the ultimate car or life insurance, right? Next week, we're going to talk about fathering, not parenting, fathering. Uh, 21 and what that looks like in terms of toxic masculinity, in terms of trying to the, the, the uh, overt attack on, on the nuclear family by, by culture, by social media, by, uh, by the industrial complex is, is being attacked. The health industrial complex has a role in that where, you know, APA is now talking about, you know, what things should be in medical books. So we're going to talk about fathering in 2021 next week. I just want to give you the floor as we close out. Anything that you wanted to share with the share with everybody out there as we as we wrap this up, brother? 
You know, you know, I, I spoke my piece in regarding to what I've been involved in and what I've seen other people who are, are dear to my heart been involved in and obviously reading and paying attention to the latest statistics of what's going on. Just really, you know, my end piece would be for young males and females is to bring something to the table other than what you have in regards to the bedroom. Bring something else to the table. And, and I'm here to tell you also, before I check out, when you don't have nothing to offer, when you have two people who have nothing to offer except what goes in the in the bedroom, I, I'm, I was born and raised in Texas, man. There used to be a creek in my neighborhood, literally in my backyard. Once my backyard was done, there was a creek in my grandparents' house. And we'd go back there. It wasn't, and it, it was muddy rocks, and we would lift rocks and, and grab these crabs and throw them all in a bucket. And these, and these crabs would try to get out of the bucket, but these other crabs will, will pull them back down, would you know, keep them from trying to get out of the bucket. And that's what happens when you have two people who don't bring nothing to the table, bro. They're going to hold each other down. And that's why it's imperative you fix you, you, may, you know yourself and your goals and what you want to accomplish in life, and you'll be good, man. Because you know people who are not on that level, you won't even, I'm not, no, I'm good. I don't care how, I'm good. You know, it, it'll just be like a bitter taste to you. Like, ugh, like I'm good. I, I don't know you're pretty and all, but I'm good. You know, but that's it, brother. I'm good, man. I'm about to go hit the, hit, go hit the office and do what I got to do, man. For uh, the support, just know that we're on Spotify and YouTube and we're kind of going to build that out. We're going to also be uh, live up on, uh, on Instagram here shortly with an end game site on Instagram. So we'd like to thank you. And wish everybody a great weekend. All right, I'm out, brother. Out, oh, brother. Be good.